Hey guys, my name is Amy J and I am hosting the MapCon podcast, which is the podcast that goes along with MapCon, the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference, which takes place September 8th and 9th, 2017 of this year at the Holiday Inn Philadelphia, South Swedesboro. If you are in the Mid-Atlantic area, you know, drop on in. If you're not in the Mid-Atlantic area and you want to come, drop on in. There is no limitation except, you know, I guess your dollars to get you there. That'd probably be the only thing. Uh, tickets are, are still on sale. They're available at the door, but we prefer you buy it on, on online because it's probably cheaper. Also, I'd give you the price, but the prices are raising. So go online pod, podcastmidatlantic.com to find out more. There is a virtual ticket option. You get a Friday night mixer, Saturday lunch, free headshots, event t-shirt, which is amazing looking virtual ticket after party, you know, check it out guys. Hope to see you there. I will be there. Joe Pardo, host uh, and founder of this podcast and co-founder of MapCon will be there. And hopefully today's guest will be there. I'm not sure. We're going to find out. Laura Reagan is on the show and she is amazing. And we're going to talk about her podcast. And Laura, are you going to be at, at MapCon by any chance? Well, I might. Ooh. I'm not. I'm still on the fence. So. Okay. That's all right. These hey. things, you know, on the fence is better than an absolute no. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm strongly leaning towards coming at least on Saturday. I know I can't come Friday night. Understandable. Understandable. But we hope to have Laura there and you guys can meet her there. Or, you know, <laughs> you could also friend her after this conversation we have. Now, Laura is the host of the Therapy Chat podcast. Did I say that yep. right? You did. And so, Laura, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, Amy. I'm a licensed clinical social worker in Maryland. And so my podcast is kind of a concept of usually two therapists speaking together. And you are like a fly on the wall as we discuss, you know, topics like mindfulness, self-compassion, self-care, um, you know, all the different issues that come up in therapy and how people, how different therapists can, can have their practices. So, I mean, what I envision with therapy chat is for therapists who listen to it to understand that there are so many different ways that you can do therapy. You know, there's so many different techniques and populations to serve. And so I like speaking with therapists who have you know, something different they do. Like I've talked to therapists who also use Reiki in their sessions or essential oils or things that are a little bit outside the box. Um, and I focus a lot on trauma as well, because that's my specialty in my work with clients. I work with people who've experienced some kind of childhood trauma. And um, so that topic comes up a lot. Trauma, attachment, parenting, parenting, kids who've experienced trauma. So now to be clear though, we're, we're listening as a fly on the wall between you and your fellow therapists talking and discussing, are you talking about techniques? Are you talking about, I'm sure you're not using people's actual name, but like cases of um, things you see using made up names probably. Yeah. We're not talking about client information. We're not sharing people's stories or even, sure, yeah. you know, concepts about their stories because that's not the focus. I mean, that would probably, to be honest, you know, people love 
hearing that kind of stuff, that would probably be a lot more popular podcast, like all the true crime podcasts. But um, no, it's more like um, a certain topic. For example, I interviewed a internationally known psychiatrist, Dr. Gabor Mate, about um, how childhood trauma can affect our bodies and our mental and physical health. Stuff like that. Oh, wow. Okay. And so you're kind of getting the inside scoop on these topics. Yeah. So it's like two therapists talking about it. So it's at the level that if two therapists were at a party or something and one was like, what do you do? And the other was like, oh, I work with people who have health problems related to having childhood trauma. Then the other therapist be like, oh, so how do you work with them? What do you do? What, how big of a problem is that? And that kind of stuff. But so I originally thought that it would be something that mostly therapists would listen to, but I get a lot of feedback from just people in the general public who say, I've learned so much about trauma from listening to your podcast and I'm affected by trauma or, you know, I've, I've loved hearing, you know, the ways that mindfulness can be used in therapy sessions or the out of the box ways that therapists can practice. So it's not just therapists who like to listen, but you know, I mean, everyone has emotions. So sure, yeah. <laughs> if you're the kind of person that likes to think about your own emotional experience and learn more and kind of, it's like personal growth and development, um, for non-therapists and therapists. Well, that's awesome. Let me ask you though, because with all the ways that you could have these conversations with therapists, right. Uh, in person conferences, workshops, why podcasting? Well, that's a really good question. And I would like to tell you that when I first started my podcast, I had this um, grand vision of how it was going to be. But really, it's probably more true to say that someone suggested it, another therapist I know. And she said, I could see you doing a podcast. And I was like, Oh, I always wanted to be a DJ. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was secretly fantasized about being on the radio. Maybe I could, you know, and then I started to think, well, it's a way, it's also a way where I can share information that I would like my clients to know in between our therapy sessions. That's not as intense to take in when you're in that therapy session and you're feeling all these emotions. So I was like, this is a really good way to share information. I think I'm going to try it. And being not an introvert, but just kind of shy, definitely an audio format felt more safe than putting myself out there on video with something like this. So I kind of just thought I would be talking to myself, you know, in my closet and no one would really ever listen. And I was somewhat comforted by that. But was that um, like a security blanket? Exactly. It's like, well, you know, if everyone hates it, oh, well, probably no one will listen, you know. <laughs> but um, I've realized, you know, as more and more people listen, that I'm able to have a reach with podcasting that there is no way I could have without it. Because, um, you know, if let's say, let's say 10,000 people listen, if 10,000 people are listening to something I have to say, there's no way I could, I mean, I just don't have the time. I have a, a full-time private practice, a group practice, family, you know, my own personal life. I, I would never be able to be addressing crowds that size. And I wouldn't be really comfortable 
doing that in that way. You know, there's all the travel and there's all the disruption to your schedule. So this is something that I have, I guess it's like a control freak stream because it's like, I have control over what I talk about, you know, who I talk to. It's pretty, it can't get much better because I get to pick people's brains about topics that I'm curious about and ask them whatever I want to know. It's like, you know, I don't know any other way you can have that experience for me to be able to talk to someone like I mentioned, Dr. Gabor Mate, like if you looked him up, he's, he's a genius. And for me to just be able to talk with him and say, so how does this work? Or why is that like that? And have him just answer whatever I want to know and then share it with people who are like, Oh, I would have loved to have asked them that same (laughs) question. You know, that's just, that's why I love podcasting. I mean, it's, I didn't know it was going to be like that, but I love that. Was it, it, I take it it was a happy surprise. Very much. Now, when, when you first started though, what, what else surprised you about it? I mean, you have a background in therapy. It's not necessarily audio engineering or tech. Mm. Was there a learning curve for it? Were you okay in, in just going ahead to set it up? Well, I was definitely a bit naive about how simple I thought it would be. I mean, I think it is very simple to do a basic podcast, but obviously to have better sound and have a higher quality sound, which, you know, I'm still growing towards. Um, it takes a lot more time and work. Um, so I think that was probably the biggest surprise was just how time consuming other than the, the happy surprise of how powerful it is and how it would resonate with people and the reach that you can have. The, the other surprise was, wow, like this takes a lot of time (laughs) editing and, you know, like just telling people about it, trying to get the word out. It was many hours per week, especially at first. And I've outsourced now to a producer who helps after I, I record it, but Um, it's still pretty time consuming, but you think it's worth it. Oh, I really do think it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, that's therapy chat. I think that's one of the things. No, no. I I think that's one of the things people don't realize is, you know, podcasting is as good or as bad as you want it to be, but it's also, you know, worth whatever you want it to be. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's just important to keep in mind why you're doing it. And, you know, what makes it worth it to you to really notice those somewhat intangible rewards that it has. Like, you know, when somebody emails me and says, I listened to your episode on trauma, like I do a lot about trauma. So, you know, I don't mean, I don't know why I'd be therapy (laughs) chat, but someone will say, I, I heard your, you know, interview on how, um, food and nutrition can affect people who've experienced trauma. And I, I just, it changed my life. You know, it's like, gosh, that's pretty great. Well, can I, I guess that was going to be my next question is, has the impact of what you're doing surprised you? And, you know, what is something that you didn't see coming as a result? Well, Yes, it has surprised me for sure. And, um, I, this sounds so goofy, but like, 
last year I had, so Therapy Chat just had its birthday yesterday, actually. It's second birthday. Happy second birthday, August 16th, folks. Yep. Thank you very much. Um, And last year I had the experience twice of being in a place and having people go, oh my gosh, you're Laura Reagan from Therapy Chat. And I was like, what? You're, you're joking, right? What? Like, <laughs> they're like, I can't believe I'm meeting you. I'm like, what? Like, wow. really? I mean, that's just surreal. That's like, you know, to be like seen as not just, you know, I mean, we're all just people and they're, those are just my fellow therapists who are, who, you know, but they didn't know me. I didn't think they knew me. And then they knew me because of that. I was like, oh. Or they would say, it's weird to hear you talk. It's just like on therapy. And I'm like, well, you know, just doing my thing. <laughs> like that was a weird, you know, something kind of uncomfortable, but cool too, to think that like, oh, like someone who I don't know knows my name. Sure. You know? Well, so that seems to be the cool thing to surprise you. Let's look at the other side because we should always look at both sides. What is the downside to podcasting or what has surprised you that you didn't like about it? Mainly just the how time consuming it is. I think it's really, it's, I've had a lot of times where I've felt like this is so much work. You know, I'm not sure how much longer I can keep this up because it takes so much time and so much energy. And, you know, especially at first when it was growing, it's like, is this like, is anything happening here? Like, mom, are you listening? (laughs) Is it just the family or have I grown to one person outside? <laughs> exactly. And I had, um, I had a different name when I launched and I, so it was in August of 2015 that I launched. And then, um, in the following April after like much hand wringing, you wouldn't believe how hard it was for me to make the decision to change the name to therapy chat. Um, which, you know, I actually am really happy with the new name. The the other name was the Baltimore Annapolis Psychotherapy Podcast. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was. Stop it. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it rolled right off the tongue, but it seems people thought it was a little unwieldy. <laughs> Listen, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Baltimore, hometown girl. That yeah. was a lot. Yeah. A lot of words to potentially misspell, a lot of frustration when people are trying to look it up in their phones. Sure. But I think you really hit it with therapy chat. Yeah. Two words. A little more short, a little more catchy, and then came up with a fun little logo that I like. But, you know, it was really hard to make that change because I was like, is everyone going to think I'm like flaky because, you know, they won't be able to figure it out. They won't know what it is. And I don't know. Once I changed the name it was a huge difference in the number of downloads I started getting like right away. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's some small tweaks, right? It's funny how powerful small tweaks can be. Yeah. Well, it was a podcasting friend who pointed out that people might think it was like a regional podcast and that it didn't really apply to them. And when I thought about it, nothing about it was regional. I wasn't talking about, being a therapist and eating crabs with old day. You know, I was just talking. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait to hone in on that Maryland love. 
all of my Maryland people are like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Natty Bell. That's why I'm laughing over here. Yeah. <laughs> like, nice. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, congratulations on two years. And given that you're celebrating and, you know, it's a time of reflection usually for these mm-hmm. anniversaries, where do you see your podcast going? Hmm. Interesting. Um, I try. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. No, I mean, you know, I I just want to keep going with it and I want to um, keep getting good guests. And But something that has definitely been on my mind recently is I'm a social worker, you know, and um, social workers are very focused on social justice. And I've thought I should be doing more with this platform that I have to address issues of social justice because I mean, there are some issues that I talk about frequently on my podcast. Since people I work with have mostly experienced childhood abuse, I do talk a lot about child abuse, you know, sexual abuse, domestic violence and stuff like that. But I don't talk as much about racism, oppression and, you know, homophobia and Islamophobia, xenophobia, anti-Semitism. Things that are taking place today. Exactly. And, you know, I'm like, I care deeply about those things and I do act, um, against them in my, in my personal and professional life. But why am I not using this platform to also address those issues and maybe teach people more about why they should care about those issues and how they can get involved and, you know, what kind of resources are there for people who are marginalized and disenfranchised? So that may, that flavor may fold in a little more to therapy chat, or I might even, (laughs) crazy to say, but I might even do a second podcast. (laughs) Hey, many (laughs) folks have done more than one. I know. You know, uh, given the topic, I think it would be amazing if you did bring that to light. I think it'd be a service to to the community. For those unenlightened and need to be, or just people who are struggling with understanding. Yeah. And then, you know, even as I think of that, I'm like, I need to make sure somebody isn't already doing that and doing it really great that I, you know, I don't need to reinvent the wheel, maybe just collaborate with them. Uh, One person who does do a lot of social work, social justice work on his podcast is the Social Work Podcast, Jonathan Singer. So... Jonathan's a great guy. I met him last year at Podcast Movement. I don't know how we didn't meet last year at Podcast Movement because me and him were hanging out and I was with Melvin Varghese from Selling the Couch. Did we meet? Laura, did you hold my sign? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure. Man, guys. (laughs) Wow. I don't know how we didn't meet either, especially from Maryland. Yeah, we definitely like brushed our shoulders past each other and (laughs) almost touched, but didn't. We passed in the night. We just kind of... Like two ships passing. We just went past each other. But (laughs) hopefully we'll see each other at MapCon because you have an amazing podcast. Congratulations on all you're doing on two years of amazing success. And, you know, what are are your last thoughts for people who are podcasting? Any advice for them? Well, I was really inspired what Kevin Smith said last year at Podcast Movement about how it's a creative pursuit. And it's important that we do creative work in the world that I think when I was feeling kind of discouraged last summer, that 
really reignited a spark in me. Um, and I've held on to that because creativity matters. And I think that, um, that's a really inspiring message that I'm sticking with. I love it. I love it. And guys, creative creativity matters, especially for podcasters. So keep that in mind. And hopefully Laura and I will see you guys at MapCon again. That's September 8th and 9th at the Holiday Inn, Philadelphia, South Swedesboro. And you can find all and more information on it at podcastmidatlantic.com. Okay. So until next time, we're out.